Russell Wilson left Thursday night's game with a finger injury. We'll talk about that and some start-sit questions right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5, the podcast that keeps you caught up on all that you need to know for fantasy football in just five minutes. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier. We're going to start off today with a recap of the Rams' 26-17 win over the Seahawks Thursday night with three big questions coming out of the game. And I think the biggest one we were just talking about before the show, we saw Adam Schefter uh, sent out a tweet saying, Russell Wilson has a badly sprained ligament and a finger on his throwing hand, I believe the middle finger. And he's never missed a start in his career, but I believe the quote was, this looks like it could be the one or something like that. Um, Pete Carroll, after the game, said he didn't know if it would require surgery. But, you know, Russell Wilson, someone who's never missed a game, like I said, knew he had to come out of the game. He didn't try to fight to stay in. So that's how you know it was pretty serious. If he does have to miss time, how much would you be downgrading Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf if uh, Russell Wilson has to miss time and Geno Smith starts? I'm not going to de- downgrade Metcalf all that much because it seems like Gino was leaning on Metcalf. It seems like Metcalf will be the easier target to go to. Lockett and Russ had a really good connection, especially on the deep ball. I think that will go away from this offense. The deep ball efficiency will go away. But this defense, the Seattle defense, is simply not good enough for Seattle to get in some kind of run-first game script here where they can mm-hmm. just hand the ball off all game. I mean, they gave up 450 yards or more in the past, I believe, four games. That's Really ugly. I think they're dead last in the NFL. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downgrade Metcalf much, but I will downgrade Lockett. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, the, they do have 10 days off between the next game, so it's possible that he could be ready for week six against the Steelers, but the schedule not super forgiving at Pittsburgh and then versus the Saints in week seven. They do get the Jaguars in week eight before they're by, but you know, not exactly the uh, softest landing for Geno Smith there. Let's move on to Robert Woods, who had his best game of the season, squeaky wheel. You know, he wasn't complaining, but it did. We did get a comments from Sean McVay early early in the week. They're going to try to get him more involved. That's exactly what they did. He he led the team in targets with 15, led the team in catches, led the team in yards, 12 catches for 150 yards. Is Robert Woods back in the circle of trust? However you define that. Yes, he is back in the circle of trust for me. I mean, this passing game, it's chewing up yards at will. I mean, Stafford did not have his best game, probably one of his worst games. He probably missed yeah. five or six easy throws for big gains, and he still threw for over three, uh, well, well over 350. And so this passing game is going to click all year. I feel like it was just a matter of time for Woods to get involved. Yeah, 365 yards, nearly 10 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one interception for Matthew Stafford. He did also very briefly, I don't know if he left the game, but he also suffered a finger injury, had to get it taped up, but he was able to play through it, and it didn't seem uh, to impact him much either way, so that was good. And the last question before we move on to some start-sit questions, Darrell Henderson had another solid game with 16.9 PPR points, but Sonny Michelle did play a bigger role than usual. We've gotten used to... Henderson playing about 85 to 90 percent of the snaps when he's been healthy. Uh, today it was more like two thirds. Uh, Henderson played 44 snaps to 23 for Sony Michelle. Any concern about Henderson moving forward as we start to, you know, really put him in that RB one conversation with the role that he's had so far? 
I'd be a bit concerned about putting him in the RB1 conversation just because we heard about this in the offseason from McVay. He talked about mm-hmm. how it would take some time to get Sony Michelle, you know, integrated into the offense. He hasn't been part of this system his entire career. He's been a very different system with New England. So now maybe a little bit more integrated, showing well, even at a really nice catch, Michelle. So I feel like Sean McVay has more trust in him. So he will work into this workload a little bit more. Yeah, Sonny Michelle did end up with 11 carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. Henderson did miss some time with what appeared to be a minor arm or or some kind of injury like that. Uh, Henderson did rush for 82 yards and one touchdown as well on 17 carries, so he was still clearly the lead back. Only one target for each of them. That would be a little bit of a concern moving forward for Henderson. All right, let's move on to some start-sit questions and close off the podcast. First up, are you starting Miles Sanders versus Carolina? And more importantly, are you advising other people to start Miles Sanders at this point? I'm not. Uh, I think this is a difficult matchup, and we're seeing that we read the tea leaves. I mean, Gainwell is getting more involved after week after week, and even the coaches are talking about it now. So he's on my benches. Yeah, that's Kenny Gainwell. I have Miles Sanders like 32 at running back this week. So Yeesh. you're not. You wouldn't be happy to start him. <laughs> but yeah, it, it hasn't been great. Only nine carries over the last two games. What about Kadarius Tony versus Dallas? He had a solid. Uh, you know, kind of breakout game in week four, but that was with Sterling Shepard out. How are you approaching Tony this week? So both Shepard and Slayton are unlikely to play. They got in limited practice in the last day, but both are trending in the wrong direction. So I think Tony's going to once again see most of the snaps here. And he, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones said it even after the game, I have to find a way to get this guy targets. You saw how electric he was out there. And yeah. so I think this is a good matchup. Dallas plays a lot of man coverage, which works in Tony's favor. So I would get him in your flexes. All right. And then. How about James Conner? Conner, four touchdowns over the last two games for James Conner. He has, you know, kind of taken over that Kenyon Drake role. Kenyon Drake was, I believe, RB14 last season. So are you starting James Conner? Would you start him over Miles Sanders? Yes. And I mean, you nailed it, Chris. There's no more to add to that. You hit it perfectly. James Conner is in that Drake role. And that Drake role was really effective last year. It's a startable role. They score a ton of points. And by the way, this Arizona offense is even better this year than last year. So yeah. even more red zone opportunities for that Kenyon Drake role that Conner has taken over. All right. That's going to do it for fantasy football today in five for more start sick questions and for more updates on Thursday night's game. As news comes in, make sure you check out the full episode of fantasy football today on the regular podcast feed with Adam Azer. And go ahead and make sure you leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast for Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.